0: You're not a grumpy technologist, are you? Mm,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: What's what's the update on, on Android? I want to hear more. I, I noticed that you were a little grumpy about some stuff this week.
1: Yeah, it's it, one of the main things that's really annoying me. I think I mentioned this in the in one of my blog posts, but... Um obviously on iOS you have like the the AirPlay menu which also kind of it's not just AirPlay it kind of doubles as where do you want this audio to play out of so it show you bluetooth connected devices and you know Chromecast I think shows up there sometimes right on Android there's there's no equivalent to that so if I'm connected to my Echo and my bluetooth headphones I can't tell it to play out of one of those it just kind of plays out of whichever one it decides. Normally, the one that was most recently connected. So this is a kind of annoying because I, you know, I wear my headphones. I I walk in the house. It might connect to the Echo automatically. In Inge- generally, it will do that, but it won't always switch the audio output to that. And there doesn't appear to be any way for me to choose that without kind of disconnecting and connecting devices again.
0: Oh, so it's kind of. it's whatever the default is for Android for dealing with that sort of thing. And because the way Bluetooth is obviously just kind of wonky on its own, it's kind of, it's not doing what you want as a result.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of annoying. And, you know, I have, I've got a Chromecast set up in our dining room as well. Um, And like I can, I can pick, I can send audio to that from a specific app. So if I'm in pocket casts or Spotify, but there's no kind of just default, menu and just say send all audio to the Chromecast or to the Echo or whatever so it's kind of frustrating but I mean I'm sure there are more things on iOS 10 that would have frustrated me but yeah this one is is kind of annoying
0: yeah so what do you have your Chromecast hooked up to is it just hooked up to audio or is it also hooked up to a TV
1: uh no it's hooked up to a, a TV that we've got in there um it's just a kind of little I guess it's like a 19 inch TV that we've got Uh, still lying around and i basically just set up a chromecast because i had i had that just in a drawer somewhere i was like well if i set that up i can use that for audio when we're sat in there um particularly this week because we were you've probably seen on twitter but we were building the the lego disney castle
0: yeah have you finished Uh, that yet
1: uh yeah we finished it um but i mean it's it's huge so we needed our dining room table to be able to sit down and actually build it um so yeah i set up the Chromecast just so we could uh stream spotify in there
0: oh nice no that's 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 cool i know um i have not used the chromecast before i know federico likes his a lot i mean to the point where he just doesn't use an apple tv
1: ever anymore yeah i it's pretty reliable um for you know for audio and and video and stuff like that the thing that's kind of annoying is it's not like it's not like a system-wide thing um, it it's kind of specific to the apps that you're using. So if you want to stream a YouTube video, you go into the YouTube app and say play this on Chromecast. That um, they're kind of nice devices, but for me, I I want an actual remote and a physical. You know, I want to be able to just point a remote and pause or play a video. I can't, so I can't really do that with the Chromecast because you have to use the device you're streaming from.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it, it acts as the each each individual app. Individual app ends up acting as the remote, I guess. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can certainly see how it would be useful for for Federico because you know obviously he's always on one of his iOS devices anyway because um, those are his main computers. But you know, it's 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 fine for what I wanted in the dining room. But in general, it's not not something that I want to use really.
0: Yeah, the, the architecture of it to me is interesting, just because instead you know AirPlay, will it's actually pulling the audio or video into your phone or iPad and then broadcasting it to an Apple TV. Whereas Chromecast, all you're really doing is triggering the download to go straight to the Chromecast. So there's there's like one le- one fewer connection, which I guess just makes it, at least for some people, depending on how good your Wi-Fi is, it makes it more reliable.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, this guy, guy that I work with, he had a Chromecast audio uh, for a while that he used to use to Spotify. And Obviously, that just does audio, but, you know, it it can be good. Um, But, as I say, the thing that bugs me about it, and I I couldn't use it in, like, you know, say, my main TV in my living room, um, just because the... As you as you say, like the remote aspect of it is individual to each app, and I just I don't think I could be bothered with that.
0: Yeah, that would bother me a little bit too. I think, although I, I can't say that I've tried it, so I'm not I'm not certain. I guess as good as good a point as any to talk a little bit about some of the Apple event stuff, including the Apple TV announcement. Do you have an Apple TV? I forget.
1: Uh, yeah, I've got I've got an Apple TV. Yeah, I thought so. Um, that's that's what I use most of the time uh, in the living room. Uh, the TV does have uh, Netflix and Amazon video built in, um, and that streams 4k. So I do use that if we're using Netflix.
0: All right. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess we can talk about the TV app. One of the, and we probably ought to say right up front, one of the most disappointing things about it is, is that it's us only at this point, which I guess makes sense only because they probably have to cut deals with various broadcasters in every region of the world, but it's, it's still disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, because um, on the one hand, as you say, oh, it's disappointing that it's US only, but I think Ben Mayo from uh, the writer over at 9to5Mac, he tweeted a a screenshot, I think it was from one of the Apple pages, about supported kind of uh, streaming providers and stuff like that in different countries. huh. The UK has two listed okay. on the Apple TV. One of those is Netflix, and one of those is iTunes. Those are the only two services that we have that Apple considers kind of under this umbrella of TV streaming services.
0: Huh, that's interesting. I mean, iTunes makes sense because that's already already works in the UK and a bun- and bunch of other places, obviously. But Netflix, at least Recode was reporting earlier in the week, earlier last week, that Netflix is not going to be part of this app, at least in the US.
1: Yeah, I mean, that... That edit itself is just ridiculous because then that I'm assuming that most people who are, who are you know either complete cord cutters or kind of like you are where you have got cable but you also you know stream a lot of stuff. I'm assuming most people use Netflix, so this new TV app from Apple, if it doesn't include Netflix, it cuts out most people.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a problem. I mean, I'd say when we use the Apple TV, probably eighty or ninety percent of what we do is Netflix. We do use Hulu a little bit. We do use HBO Go and, and iTunes itself, whether we're running a movie or something like that. But but an awful lot of it is Netflix.
1: Yeah, it's kind of and, and of course like Amazon Prime aren't there either, which is, you know, one of the only other s- streaming services we have in the UK. Um, we were talking just before we recorded that like HBO Now isn't available in the UK either. And, of course, the Apple TV doesn't have Amazon Prime, um, which is kind of funny that they mentioned Mr. Robot on stage, um, because in the UK, that's an Amazon Prime exclusive. Um, so you basically couldn't watch that on Apple TV, even if you wanted to. Yeah, in the US, it's on, it's on iTunes. Uh, yeah, at this point, I don't see Amazon Prime.
0: I mean, I would never say never, but it, it's... Yeah, they 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 made some noise and I think they responded to you that it was coming at one point, but that was like over a year ago. I, I don't see it coming anytime soon.
1: I don't think it is coming. Um and I'm because of that I'm eyeing a an Amazon Firebox, Fire TV box. The only thing that's putting me off is the remote doesn't have the volume control like the Apple TV. No. Um so then I'd have to use, you know, my TV's remote and I don't know. I'm probably going to stick with the Apple TV for now and maybe see if Amazon release a new box or something anytime soon.
0: If you've got an extra three or 400 pounds in your pocket, um, check out the Harmony remotes from Logitech. Did you see that they just came
1: out uh, with with Echo support? Uh, yeah, I did see that fly past, actually. Why would I want Echo support for a remote? I'm confused. <laughs> so Why you could would say,
0: turn on the TV, turn on Mr. Robot.
1: Oh, I see. So you can tell the Echo to tell the remote to turn the TV on, right? Exactly, God. exactly.
0: I mean, because the way those Harmony remotes work, I have a Harmony remote, not one that works with Echo or anything, um, and not one of the most fancy ones. But instead of having to turn on individual components, it basically, cre- you create macros. And, and the software to do this, you have to do it on a laptop or something on an actual computer to set up Of course, these, these procedures. And, it, and the software is terrible. So, but that said, once you get it set once you get set it's set up, you can do things like say watch a watch a blu ray and it'll turn on the t v. and the receiver and the blu ray and do all the in, inputs to where they need to be and that sort of thing and it works really well and like i have one that says turn on apple tv so the apple tv comes on it switches the input it turns on the stereo that it's hooked to and the tv you know it 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 basically is creating macros to make everything work together properly which is nice because then you only need one remote to do things
1: okay that might but that might be of interest to me then because to be honest what i want is just one box like the apple tv but that also has amazon prime oh and spotify because there's no spotify app on apple tv either And they actually came out, I think this week or last week, and said they're not working on it. So now I'm using Spotify. I kind of want that everywhere as well. So you know, the Apple TV is missing kind of two services that I do really want. But if I can use a Harmony remote and just have one remote, then that might be a good option for me. Right.
0: I mean, what it might be able to—you'd still have to have the Fire TV box. But what it would do is if you said if you said watch fire TV, it would just turn on the the right box. So it, it would avoid doing all the, you know, messing around with all the, the remotes. Uh, though you'd still obviously have to have those if you wanted to. Well, no, I guess you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't need it for volume and stuff. Cause it would, that harmony remote would use your volume and you could also then do it by voice with the echo. So I don't know. It seems kind of interesting. I know Federico ordered, ordered one that's coming early next week. So I would just wait and see if he likes it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Save me a, yeah spending any more money right now.
0: Yeah, I, it's really interesting to I me, mean, This you know, going back to Netflix and why it's not on this this app, because it's strange in that when they announced the Siri search on the Siri remote with the new Apple TV box, it, it was one of the first providers that was part of that Siri voice search. Uh, and I'm not sure why they would be part of that, but not part of this app. I mean, people are speculating that maybe it's because they want everybody to just go to Netflix and they don't want to be part of somebody else, you know, a different interface, but they already are kind of part of a different in- interface when you're using the Siri search.
1: Yeah. It's kind of weird. I assume there's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that we, uh, that we don't know about, but, um, well,
0: and right, right. And given that, given that a lot of people use Netflix, right. I mean, that gives uh, them some leverage to try to extract something out of Apple. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, as I say, it's not coming to the UK. I'm also considering a a Fire TV box, so you know, it's it's hard for me to care too much about it. It's it's interesting, but you know, we're not getting it anytime soon. Yeah, I what I what I do like about it
0: is the fact that it allows you to kind of watch your shows that that you like without having to worry about which app they're hidden behind. Because I had the experience yesterday when my wife was watching something on Hulu, and she couldn't remember whether it was on, she was watching the show on Netflix or Hulu or somewhere else. And it immediately struck me that that app would be perfect for that situation. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so talking about spending a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of money. <laughs> uh, they, the new MacBook pro uh, that was, that was released. I believe you've ordered one. Not for yourself, though.
0: Yeah, not for myself. I ordered one for my son Owen, who's been he's on a a thirteen inch Air from twenty twelve. So he'd been he went off to college this year. So I was going to get him a laptop, and they didn't they weren't out by the time he left. So we've been kind of waiting to see. And so he ordered a thirteen inch MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar. They are he got he ordered the very the, the I guess maybe I don't know three or four hours after the event. And it's not coming till Thanksgiving, so it's still like a couple of weeks. It's still like three weeks out um, from from arriving. Three and a half, really. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Touch Bar was really ready because, from what I understand, reviewers were only given the the unit that has no Touch Bar to review the computer, which is insanity to me because the they spent the entire time during the event talking about the Touch Bar, but apparently it's not ready.
1: Yeah, it's very very strange. Like it just. It feels like they've done it just because they they needed to do an event to appease people who are waiting for Max. But yeah, as you say, the reviewers aren't getting the Touch Bar ones. They're shipping, as you say, three to four weeks is is what we're seeing in the UK, which I guess is the same as the US. Right. It's all a bit strange, really.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there, I mean, the timing was definitely they're pushing up against the holidays, right? And if if people were going to buy computers f- for Christmas or something like that, uh, they really needed to get them. At least, at least, let people know that they're going to be available and order them so that they start arriving at the beginning of December. Because I think ours, the one that we ordered, uh, the the window for ship for arrival is something like November twenty fourth to December second. So yeah, that's 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 really not that far before the holidays. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So
1: so did you um, did you order anything? Uh, no, not yet. I am still deciding. So the the one I've got right now is i guess two two and a half years old Mm
0: -hmm.
1: something like that so it's not you know it's not massively old but when i bought it i kind of cheaped out a little bit on it because i think i was still at uni and i you know i didn't have massive amount of money to kind of you know upgrade it and everything so it's kind of got a small hard drive and it's only got like eight gig of ram which has been fine up until now but i keep kind of hitting the limits of that so ideally i need to buy a new one um but the Apple have upped all the prices anyway on these new ones. And between that and the Brexit prices, uh, right. which adds another kind of five, six hundred pounds, they're kind of expensive. Yeah, they're
0: very expensive, um, especially those touch bar ones. I'm not planning to get one, at least not now. I mean, I have a 2015 MacBook Pro, so it's in pretty good shape. Uh, I really am excited about the the touch bar, unlike a lot of grumpy people on the internet actually see that it has a lot of potential <laughs> for the future. Um, and I would like to be able to do things like uh, use sliders and, and things like, and buttons and things from my keyboard, but I just don't need one right now. And I just bought one. And, and as you said, they are more expensive than they were uh, than, than the last round were. So I've just, I'm not going to buy two.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the thing, the touch bar, and I've kind of said as much on Twitter, I I don't think I'll get a lot of use out of it because generally the only time I'm using just my laptop is is when we're recording or when I'm editing the podcast. You know, so there might be some uses like that. I don't know what GarageBand is going to be like on the Touch Bar. I mean, they did show some some screenshots, but I don't know if it will really be that useful. Yeah. But what really excites me, although it kind of seems frustrating at first, is the four... C slash thunderbolt 3 ports mm-hmm. because this is yeah i'm gonna have to buy a few adapters um it's gonna cost i, I kind of looked it up it's gonna cost me something like 50 or 70 pound for a bunch of adapters for work and you know a couple of spares and stuff like that but this is one port that works for everything power displays hard drives you know sd card readers whatever you want like this port just does everything yep and it's fast too it's very fast exactly um you know yeah it's annoying now because you know there's there's obviously been a lot of jokes like oh if you buy a brand new macbook and buy a phone you can't plug it in well okay yeah that's annoying but in three years i'm assuming that this is going to be the standard i mean it clearly is on on macbooks and and apple's products but i assume other pc manufacturers are going to go this way as well
0: yeah, you could kind of see it coming. I mean, the the iPad Pro already has a USB-C connector um because, you know, for the fast charging they needed they I think because of the fast charging they needed a USB-C connector. So, when you po- you use the power brick in the wall to charge an, an iPad Pro, it's a USB-C connector that goes into the power brick.
1: Right, exactly. Um so, you know, we're already kind of, as you say, we're already kind of seeing that. My my phone that I've got, that's USB-C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pixels are USB-C. Uh, I think even the Nexuses from last year, those are USB-C, and there's probably a lot of other phones around that are like that. And as I say, I mean, for work, I need, I guess really I need, like, three adapters. Sorry, no, two adapters uh, to hook up the monitor that I've got, which is fine. And then, you know, a couple more for you know, at home and, and maybe just one for my bag and stuff. So it's not, it's not like I'm going to be massively put out if I do buy this laptop.
0: Right. Yeah, I think we bought two adapters for Owen. We got one was the USB-C to Lightning for his phone and also USB-C to, uh, you know, the old USB just for like uh hard drive or whatever.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I get that.
0: Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I get that it is inconvenient. And I think for certain power users, especially people who run their machines in clamshell mode, the touch bar is not as interesting a feature. And the fact that they have to have dongles is a pain in the butt. But the reality is, I think most people, use, a lot of people, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people using their laptops don't use the ports a lot. I mean, I know I don't. I mean, I sure I'll hook up a hard drive every now and then, or I'll put in, I'll plug in my headphones, and it still has a headphone jack. So can't, can't, compl- <laughs> can't
1: complain about that, technologists. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, they
1: weren't as courageous with the MacBook Pro as they were with the iPhone. They?
0: <laughs> no, they weren't. Um, but, you know, they would have ended up just putting a different hole in the side, I guess, with lightning or something. But I just don't, I don't see it as being that, that big a deal at the end of the day, especially as you say. I think that if you, I have various external hard drives and things that I plug into my my laptop and they're all the regular old USB. But if I were to go out and buy one today, I would go out and buy a USB-C one because the IO would probably be faster and I, you know, the whole thing, the whole process would be a lot easier.
1: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean that that does excite me. Uh, not excite me, but it's nice that kind of it's just standard ports everywhere. Uh-huh. I'm sure that I'll get annoyed with it because I'll be somewhere and I'll be like, oh, I can't plug this in. But do you know what? Whatever. Who cares? I'm sure it doesn't come up that often. But yeah, it's certainly not for everyone. And but at the same time, if you're buying a three thousand dollar laptop, I'm sure you can chuck on another hundred dollars for some adapters. Yeah, I, I,
0: the thing about the outrage on the internet about some of this to me, which is a little bit baffling, is. I, I want to ask the question for, to all these people is what did you expect besides a, la- a laptop that's lighter, thinner, and faster? laptops are a mature product at this point i don't see that we're going to ever you know that we're not going to get anything other than evolutionary changes in laptops i don't think anytime in the near future the touch bar is actually a fairly big leap forward i think especially i think it's interesting that it's it's incorporating a chip that's essentially a you know it's basically running watch os to to run that touch bar which is which is interesting i mean there's a lot of interesting security things behind that touch id there's some Belief that it's actually controlling the camera, so that it's harder to hack your camera. It's not something I worry about, but some people do, I guess. So it's that's an interesting addition to the laptop. But what what do you expect other than a same laptop but faster and smaller?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't know. I, I think people. I think it's a combination of the ports. And the price rise and, you know, especially in the UK and, and I think Europe as well had some some pretty big price rises. Yeah, they did. And the fact that, you know, maybe the touch bar isn't for us necessarily, like right. maybe it's not aimed at like somebody like me who uses keyboard shortcuts all day and probably won't get too much out of the touch bar. But I think between all those things, it kind of just created this this kind of cloud of anger and frustration and... But nobody kind of could really work out why they were angry or which parts of it were angry. I <laughs> think part. I think
0: part of it comes from the same place of people who get angry because they don't think that you can do real work on an iPad. It's like the same mentality on some level, um, especially since the Touch Bar is basically iOS being brought to a laptop. Right? I mean, what you what they because what they're what they've done, what Apple's done here is they've said we're not going to have you poking at your screen because poking at a screen doesn't make sense. I mean, your arms get tired, and that's just... They've made it clear that Apple's not going to make a touchscreen laptop, I think. Instead, what they've done is they've taken their toolbars and other things that make sense um, for touch on things like the iPad and iPhone, and they've dropped them down into the keyboard and made them available there, which I think is a really interesting approach to it. But I also think by bringing a, an element of iOS to the Mac, they've inadvertently, to, in, in the minds of some people, made it look like it's no longer a pro product. I think the one thing that is a little disappointing about the event on Thursday was that there was no refresh of any other computers.
1: Yeah, I mean, not even the, the MacBook Air, I mean, that's still hanging around. I think they got rid of the 11, is that right? They did. 13 still around.
0: Yeah, that, that that's it, it does appear that all that is just to hit particular price points. Uh because especially since these new MacBook Pros are definitely at the high end of the price range.
1: Let's move on from this because otherwise <laughs> we're no better and we're just being grumpy as well. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. So I uh Mini Metro was a game that you rev uh mentioned on your, your game day uh I don't know what you call it, segment, I guess, that you have on a Saturday on, on Mac Stories. Right. But it took me a week to realize that it was actually on Android as well. Yeah. I, I didn't go to the website or anything. I don't know why. Um, but I just happened to open the Google Play Store and saw a a banner for it. Um, So, yeah, I downloaded it. Oh, cool. And it's really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a really neat game.
1: Well, I'm, I'm make, going to make an effort to, you know, if I see one of your game day things and... I will actually, you know, make an effort to go and look and see if it's on Android before I ignore it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's a cool game. You know, you're, you basically go and you, and you build a, a metro station. You, a train, you basically build train lines in fa- various cities like London, Paris, New York, and things like that. Um, it's a little bit of a simulator slash puzzle game uh, that, that is really addicting.
1: Yeah, and, and clearly the London map is is superior. Um that is that is the that is the one and only map that is is the best. It is the best map. <laughs> I, I've
0: I've only played one other map once, I think. I played Paris, but I, I've been playing London over and over again because that and which is one of the nice aspects of the game is that it, it it's different enough each time that you don't get tired of just playing London over and over again. No, definitely not. But over time, you can unlock other cities, which is, is and, and, and I think if once you get to like Japan, they have bullet trains and things like that. So I think some of the, the elements of what is on the maps changes as well.
1: Yeah. I'm um, talking to games. Um, I think maybe I mentioned this last episode, or maybe I didn't, um, but they, they remastered both uh, Lego Harry Potter games and released them on PS4. Uh, oh, nice.
0: Week. Nice. So you've been, did you get both or just one?
1: Uh, Sorry, it's both games, but on one disc. Ah, I Um, got it. They've kind of merged them. They've put no effort into it, by the way. (laughs) Oh, really? You you launch the game, and uh, when they remastered the two, or the first two LEGO Star Wars games, they kind of merged it and actually made it into one game.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: With this, you boot up the game, and it just gives you the two covers of the old game. You just pick which one you want to play. Um, It's kind of funny how lazy they've been with it. Uh, yeah
0: i hate when they when game companies do stuff like that because then your your immediate reaction is did they actually do anything to make this look better on the ps4 or not
1: yeah it it, i think it's a little bit better but to be honest i just wanted i wanted to do a you know so i could play it on the ps4 rather than the i think i had it on the 360 previously um but i mean they're, they're really good games i I'd probably say it's one one of my favorites of the Lego games is is both of these um along with probably Lego Marvel is a really good one but yeah I mean these these are really good um I think it's about 30 pounds something oh, like that good. so it's it's not kind of a full price game or anything like that
0: Right. That's a good deal. I mean, I I think they probably ought to call them reissues if they aren't changing much, but on the other hand, I mean, that is a good way to get two games for the price of one effectively or less than the price of one really because a new game would probably be like 50 pounds, right?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, and and I took the the two that I had uh on 360 because I had both on 360. Uh I took those, traded them in and I got like 15-16 pounds for them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that kind of covered like half the cost of it, anyway. Um, so I, I was pretty happy with it.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You've been off work all week, so you've been doing uh, Lego and gaming and and TV too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, we've been uh, it, almost paralysis of choice uh, having all this time and you know all games and as you say Lego. Um, and we we've started Luke Cage now. We're about halfway through that. Um, oh, nice. Well worth watching. Um, okay, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I have not watched that. I really need to. I need to go back into Netflix and ca- figure out where I left off with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and then and then add Luke Cage and do kind of just binge through all of them all at once. I think.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably the best idea because there's a lot of references to the other ones. Because um, I'm I'm not sure if you're aware, but this is all leading into one TV show, uh, right? Next year or the year after. Uh, I think it's called the Defenders. Um so it'll be daredevil Jessica Jones Luke Cage I think they're doing an Iron Fist TV show as well and then all four of those will come together for one TV show.
0: Oh that'll be cool. That so maybe they do Iron Fist next year and then 2018 do the whole thing or
1: I think so yeah because I think there's a series 2 of Jessica Jones coming as well.
0: Yep, uh, I no, I saw that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz that's been in the news this week I think. Yep. Um so yeah, you've got got a couple of series, and then they'll be bringing it all together, I think.
0: Oh, that's cool! I'll have to definitely check that
1: out. And then once I've finished that, um, I'll be on to uh, Narcos series two because I haven't got around to watching that yet either.
0: No, yeah, no, I've got that on my list of things to watch too. Um, I haven't finished Mr. Robot, and I just started Westworld, so I have a lot of things that I can uh, a lot of things I can watch at this point.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, with all the stuff that kind of Netflix put out and Amazon Prime and, as you say, like Westworld and other just general TV shows, I just feel like there's so much stuff that I'm trying to kind of keep track of and and just make sure that I like I don't miss anything or, you know, that I'm kind of missing like series in between and stuff like that. It's there's a lot of good stuff out there at the moment.
0: Have you found a TV show tracking app for Android yet? I know you were having trouble finding one before.
1: No, I haven't actually looked. Um, I know I need to, because we're kind of like three, four weeks into the the TV season, um, and I haven't kind of, you know, bought the episodes I need to, or found them on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. So, yeah, I need to... Um, I still need to look for one of those, but I'm sure I'll find one.
0: I've been monkeying around with uh, TV time. I like that one a lot for, for iOS. I don't know if they have an Android version or not, but it, it, it integrates with that tracker. I think it's tracker.com or whatever that service that's online.
1: Tracks.tv.
0: No, oh, tracks.tv. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, signed, I, I signed up for that. And uh, I, that basically is effectively a syncing engine when you're using an app. So that, that's worked pretty well.
1: Yeah, I might even once we once we finish, maybe I'll have a little look and uh, see if I can find one. Because it's good that you said that to remind me that I need to find one. So. Yeah, there's so many
0: on iOS that I I gotta imagine that there's some good ones on Android too.
1: Oh yeah, I, it, it, it from my initial search it definitely looks like there's just as many on Android as there is on iOS. So yeah. I'm sure I won't have trouble finding one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that a lot of them use Trax TV as as the back end means that they they typically have a lot of the same functionality between one you know one app to another. At least that's definitely true on iOS. I mean, sometimes you can barely tell iShows apart from Couchy as apart from TV Time. Um that's usually just little features at the margin that, you know, that someone might prefer one over the other that make the difference. So, um, yeah, hard to pick sometimes, I guess, but usually those apps tend to be free or fairly inexpensive. So I'm sure you'll find something good on Android eventually.
1: I'm sure I will. <laughs> cool. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. Well, um, you find the show notes, uh, ruminate podcast.com slash 32 and I can be found on Twitter at RMNUSUK And John, where can people find you?
0: And I'm at John Voorhees on Twitter, and I write at maxstories.net, so you can find me there too. Cool, and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Okay, great. Talk to you later, Rob. Bye.